This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. How often do you wake up in the morning and you worry, what happens if something happens to me? Will my team be able to take over for me? Are our processes and procedures good enough for others to come in and take over? Is our documentation in order? And where do we even start? To answer those questions, Owen McGab and now. Owen, welcome to the show. So, Joe, thanks for having me on the show. And I'm glad to answer uh, those questions. So, lead the way and I go ahead. First of all, (laughs) did did I pronounce your name right? That's step number one. It was close. So, it's Owen McGab and now, but that's good. Close enough for a prize? <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Thank you. Hey, man. Well, listen. So you're you're a uh, you're an expert in uh, in process and documentation of those procedures and. Uh, you know, I, I, I get all the reasons that you know little companies need to do it. Bigger companies are usually on their way. Uh, what are you seeing in the world of middle-sized companies? Are they uh, do they generally have good documentation about processes and procedures, or, or are there problems that uh, they need to be paying more attention to? So just a quick, uh, you know, uh, background so the, the listeners know. So I'm, I'm more of a provider of a software that makes it easy for employees to collaborate together to document procedures, right? Uh, so not necessarily am I a process consultant because those are two different things. So uh, where we find uh, people come into issues with this is that it might be, you know, they've been running their business and they don't have procedures in place. And so they come into a situation where, you know, they know they need to have uh, these things documented and it's all in their head. And so they're the only ones that have these instructions and they're worried that, okay, what happens if I'm not here? Nobody's going to know how to get work done. Or it might be they've started documenting procedures, but they have it in uh, maybe uh, office binders or piece of paper that nobody's even referring to. And now they want to get into a place where, you know, it's it's online and people can go to one central position uh, place online to find these documents and have that uh, continuous improvement. If, if, if at all, that, you know, it's always continuously improved. The other extreme of this that we see is that sometimes people, maybe they have documentation in place, but they're using software that really is so hard to use that people are not even using it. So uh, they hardly uh, reference it. So it runs a different spectrum of the, of the issue. So, so what do you, what do you notice is like the lowest level of organization? Would that be like a word document or is there even a level that's lower than that? A, a level that's lower than that is not even having anything in the first place. It's, it's all in someone's brain. <laughs> yeah. And then the next level is they have some word document or piece of paper or office binder kind of uh, thing. And so that's usually the, the, the lower levels of this. And, and what, what, like, what are the choices that companies have? Cause I, I would imagine even a lot of companies that are doing, uh, you know, a hundred million dollars in sales have stuff in binders. You know, the uh, the owner of the company 30 years ago, that's what they set up. And that's just kind of how it continues to work. So uh, what are some of the funny uh, processes, you've, the, the funny documentation systems that you've seen uh, companies have? Have there been any? Uh, the funniest I've seen is a situation where, I mean, it's, it was funny to me, but the, to, to the person who was going through it was a nightmare. Uh, they were just depending on somebody who's been in the company for so long to, you know, whenever something they, they need to get some work done, that person is like the person who re- remembers how it's done because they had that kind of memory to reflect and remember stuff. But the person left and now there was chaos, right? And uh, it, they didn't take that time to document things in the first place. So that was the system they were relying on. The person left, 
we're you know, back to square one. So uh, th- I guess this kind of information, it's called uh, institutional knowledge. is Tribal knowledge, always, yeah. I mean, that's what I've always heard people call this. Um, this is not, it, it's not easy to do this. I mean, because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy to get it right. It may take several people, uh, you know, and companies tend not to make time for this. I guess it's like not making time to write a will, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you wish you had when, when you need it. But um, are there any ways that companies can can shave the amount of time that it takes uh, from documenting this stuff to be less? I mean, what are what are some of the tricks of the trade here? So I'm going to give uh, if you if you're a gamer, uh, you, you think of things like cheat codes, right? Because first of all, I'm going to share some cheat codes with the audience so they, they know how to get started. Uh, but the thing, too, is, yes, this is not the most sexiest part of the business. Right, because it, it, when it comes to going to great, get more sales, figuring out the next marketing tactic, that's all we're all excited about. That, but even that the fact that this is not the most sexiest part of the business, but it's the most critical because you can't grow and scale the business without having these, you know, SOP standard operating procedures in place that people can actually reflect on. So, where do you start? Instead of just going and getting started, I would say let's take an inventory of what you do first of all, and then figure out. Okay, yes. What are those recurring tasks that we do quite often over and over again? Before you even start documenting anything, ask yourself the question, as well as ask your teammates, your managers, and you know, do we really have to be doing this? Because yes, you've been doing that task over and over again, but without having this critical question of asking, do we need to do this? Then you're going to go ahead and start you know, documenting stuff that you shouldn't really be doing. So I want you to have that reflection. Do you need to do it or not? If you don't need to do it, the first thing you need to do is eliminate it. There's no need to start documenting stuff that you don't need to do. Now, I'm assuming now you've taken an inventory of how, you know, all the different recurring tasks you're doing. You've now asked yourself the question, do we need to do it or not? And you've, you're left with those recurring tasks that you have to do uh, quite often. And now those recurring tasks are broken down to two parts. The ones that are income generating, meaning they bring in revenue to the business. And then the other ones that they're not so necessarily... Uh, uh, income generating, but they're more like required to uh, produce the output that you want to deliver to your customer. So obviously people might be excited and say, okay, let's go ahead and start documenting uh, the, the procedures for those income generating tasks. But I'll say, oh, pump your brake. Hold on. Don't do that just yet. Because if if you do that, document how you know those income generating activities, and then you get new employees or whatever to take over those, and you bring in more customers, you're going to run into an issue where you have on this other side, where is the production of you know the the things, the output you want to deliver to your customers. You've not figured those, those out yet, and you've not been able to remove all the bottlenecks. Now you have more customers to annoy, more customers to not deliver the results to. So why don't we focus on the bottlenecks first, right? So what is the biggest bottleneck of your time right now? And it's not necessarily income generating, right? That's where I would start with. Why do I want you to start with that first? Because if you document how that is done and you can properly delegate the task to someone else, you can then look at the next bigger bottleneck of your time and repeat that same process so that eventually you get to the point where you're freed up enough time by documenting all these different bottlenecks and you've assigned the task to people to actually start working on. You can now start focusing on the income generating task and doing that process of identifying uh, and documenting. Now, the next thing will be what exact what exactly how, how do you document uh, the procedure? Well, let's let's let we'll, we'll get to that. Let, okay. we'll, let's wait. We'll get to that in a second. You know, I would think that my company starts to get pretty big, 25, 50, 100 employees, that they would have a lot of this stuff written down. 
because they they had to do something right to get to the place where they were, you know, pretty good size and and they had a certain amount of repetitiveness to make their machine work. Because what we're really talking about, businesses are machines that generate money and they're doing the same things over and over. Uh, so are, are we talking about them re-examining uh, previously documented processes or are, you know, or do you see that big companies frequently just have this like mythical code of, of, uh, of ideas that they're supposed to do. And, and, and there's really not any written documentation at all. I mean, I mean, what do you see? So if they're in that position where they already have existing documents, if the whole idea of examining everything applies, they still have to examine what they have in place and still ask themselves the question, do we still need to do this or not? Because if they don't need to do it, then it sh- there shouldn't be any reason why they would now uh, uh, export or, or import these existing documents they have maybe in paper format or word format or maybe on some SharePoint they have into another software, especially if they don't have to be doing it. So that's why I said they need to always start by asking themselves, do we need to do this? And if they don't need to do it, eliminate everything that they don't need to do. Right. So moving to the point where we're talking about uh, uh, how do you do, in fact, document uh, procedures? Let me, I'm assuming this person doesn't have existing documents in place and they're trying to uh, start documenting procedures. Right. So people might start thinking, oh, they have to create a encyclopedia where you have all the steps in there with all the details in there. And I tell people, pump your brakes. No, we, we need to start with the idea of continuous improvement. That's the, the mindset you have to install in your brain and install that mindset of continuous improvement in the brains of your managers and your teammates. With that mindset in place, it gives you the permission to know you're starting from version 1.0 where it's going to be bare bones, right? So what I mean by bare bones is like, I, I call it literally a minimum viable procedure. All you need to have is the title of the procedure and title of each of the steps. And the best time to document that is when you're doing the task. Because when you're doing the task, the remembrance of you know what you need to do is the highest. So just going to your, uh, so I'm just showing you the, the strategy to use regardless of whether you use our software suite process or not. So let's say you're doing it you know, on a Word document or whatever. As you're doing the task, you go into the Word document, enter the title of the procedure. As you're doing the task, start entering the title of each of the steps. Don't worry about the details just yet. So how do you go to the details and, and get the details in there? This is where I say, okay, now involve your employees, especially maybe your manager who you might have trained verbally on how to do the work before or some employee who has done the work. And so, okay, I've documented this uh, procedure of how the, the, the task is done. Next time you're working on the task, please open up this document and go into that document and start helping me to fill out the details. And don't worry about making details grand. No, we just want to capture maybe some some screenshots of what you're doing and and some uh, text of what the person has to do. And that way it goes from that version 1.0 where it was just bare bones, the minimum viable procedure to some details filled in. And, 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 And so it becomes a continuous improvement thing and it's they start getting improved from there. The next thing is, okay, uh, how do you then get the feedback that you can use to improve the documents? When your employees are working on tasks, they need to also have these documents right there in front of them because a lot of the feedback that uh, the, the, the improvement they get uh, or intuition of how to improve stuff happens not when they're reviewing the document because reviewing is just to know, okay, how do I do it? It comes from when the work is actually being done. Right. And so 
you are counting on the employees to, as they're doing the work, uh, they see some, uh, maybe some, maybe it was five steps for this very task, but they realize maybe we don't need this five steps. We only need three steps in there. They're able to pass that feedback back to you that your manager or yourself go back into that existing document and go ahead and, you know, improve it. Or they might find some new ways of doing things that were not encountered for. And so that's why I say it's more of a continuous improvement thing which if you have the right uh, software in place, it manages all that from the documentation to the-, uh, the Yeah, you know, I, I could really see how uh, how bigger companies, if they had the right kind of platform and, and the uh, the steps were kind of laid out, then the next time this, the procedure is uh, is done, somebody can add detail to the steps. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of continuous improvement. And, and by the way, coming from the private equity, the money world, you know, companies that have these kinds of procedures in place, are more valuable than companies that do not. I mean, this is a very this is a very important thing that uh, I think a lot of companies overlook. They they may have something in place, but they probably don't have uh, the kind of procedures that larger the largest companies have. And that's kind of what we have to aspire to is not to tie the hands of people, but really for the purpose of uh, you know of making make it easier to onboard new people and helping people to do their job efficiently so they can follow the steps. And people might know that having documents in place makes the company more robotic and, you know, uh, not allow them to be fluid. But I would argue in the opposite of that, that first of all, if you are a new employee to a company and they, they allow you to be part of that process of improving how the work is done, they take feedback from you to, okay, you're doing the work. This is, this is how we, we've, we've instructed you how to do it. But we also want your feedback so that if you come across ways to improve it, we need to know that so we can put that into the underlying document. How else is your voice being heard other than that? You be, you're, you're actually being involved in making improvements to the work you do every day, and that is taken back to the underlying documents and improved, right? So I feel that is actually uh, a culture that encourages your voice to be heard. The other thing about this is that people might think, oh, uh, the fact that you're documenting uh, procedures for how your work is done is robotic, but I think it's actually the most creative thing to do because first of all, if you do a task, let's say every three months, the next time you want to do the task, the first thing you have to do is remember, okay, how do I do this task? And maybe you don't have the documents in place in, in front of you. Now you're wasting time thinking of how you're going to do the task or how you did it three months ago. But if you had the documents right there in front of you while you're about to do the task, then there's no time being spent remembering anything. You don't have to do any context switching. You just jump right into it and start doing the work. And now where is the creative part coming into this? Is that as you're doing the work, because you don't have to remember how it's done, your, the, the creative juices start to flow because you then start asking yourself, why are we even doing this step in the first place? What if I eliminate this step and I do something else? What if I use some form of automation in here? So now you, you get to be able to engage more in the creative side of improving how the work uh, can be done. And you can actually improve that document as well that you're using for the basis to get the work done. You know, it's, it's amazing to me how much uh, energy we we human beings uh, spend reinventing the wheel over and over and over again. So uh, somebody uh, asks you a question, you write an email with an answer. Somebody asks you the same question a week later, you write another email. Instead of having the answer in a library ready to go and you shoot it out and boom, done. Same thing with procedures. I mean, I did this procedure two weeks ago. I don't really remember how to do it today. So then you make it up again. And, and, and we're constantly, we waste a lot of time and one of the things we talk about on this show is really using technology and elevating uh, human beings. 
if we could have all the minutiae uh, done in a way, and if it was categorized and documented the way you're describing, people would be freed up to do much higher level work. And not only that, because you you, you have this document in place, it allows you, I, I feel like it allows you to be promotable because if you as a, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, entry-level employee, whatever, you have documents in place of how you do your work. Now that allows the person above of you to say, okay, yes, we can get someone else to come in and do this and we can move you to the next level, manager level. Now you have things in place on how you manage your direct reports. It allows you to even advance in your career much easily because people can come in, take over, and you move to the next stage in, in the career. Um, not only that, people might also be saying, okay, I, I, I'm sold into all this whole thing of documenting. Uh, I understand I can, I can start you know, uh, improving the documents and have this whole continuous improvement thing. But what if we don't have time? I don't have time personally to do this. I, my employees don't even have time personally to do this. Well, there's another uh, answer to that. There are people called, literally, if you Google them, process consultants. All they do is they come into a business and they evaluate you know, what you have in place help you figure out what you need to eliminate. And they also help you document uh, procedures and even optimize the ones you already have. So if you if you don't have the time to do it yourself, you can get process consultants who can, yeah, yes, for a fee. So it's, it's going to be more expensive than you if you and your employees did it yourself, but they can come in and help you do it. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sitting thinking, um, if companies want to do this kind of documentation, I know you said you have a software um, how does the software work? Like, does it uh, does it provide privacy so this department doesn't see what that department's doing? Uh, I mean, I mean, can companies uh, can employees uh, steal the ideas out of the software? I mean, how do you how do, how does this sort of thing work? So, uh, for Sweet Process specifically, you can set it up so that first of all, you create like departments. So, if you have a sales department, so we call those teams. You have a sales department, a marketing department, customer support department. You create all those different departments. And then within those departments, you set up managers. The managers are people who have the ability to approve changes to the documents because everybody in Sweet Process, as long as you have access to the document, we encourage you to be able to make changes because we want you to be, you know, this the company so where it's, everybody's involved with the changes, but at the same time, giving managers the oversight. So now when you have these teams in place. So, so that means that every, everybody can propose changes, but not only the manager can accept the changes. Yeah, because we don't want it to be just left to the owner of the company or, or, or to the managers. So we set it up so that everyone can propose this change. If you see a change, make the change. Now, if, you don't, if you're not as bold enough to make the change, well, you can always always suggest uh, in terms of comments and stuff on the document, say, oh, I think this needs to be changed. But to be honest, we want everyone to make the change while at the same time giving the managers oversight so that they approve the changes. Now, the next thing you asked was, uh, you know, preventing people from getting access to everything. So by the fact that you have teams in place, people can only see stuff that has to do with that specific team. They won't probably have access to, it, to the entire company. Now, obviously, you're going to have people who are like admins that have access. Not, 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 not that many of them. You're the owner of the company. You have access to everything. You might have a, a chief operating officers that have access to all the different teams or whatever. But for the most part, most employees, their access will be limited to the team they are part of. And they only have uh, the ability to make improvements to the documents that are related to their role in that company. Um, are there like proposed templates for procedures that everybody kind of always does? Like, does your software come with pre pre-designed templates for here's how you do this. And, and then you kind of customize it to your needs. 
but the framework is already built or does everything have to start from scratch? Not everything has to start from scratch. So first of all, even when you're using sweet process, you can you can start from scratch, obviously, or but if you already have existing procedures or that you already have, you can literally import it, click a button to import it into Sweet Process, and then you can you know design it or improve upon it the way you want. So regarding templates, uh, I, I do have an offer after this, uh, you know, when we're done with this, but we you have it's basically is a, a, a template that you can actually download and be able to you know tweak and improve upon from there. But I'll talk about that later. But to the answer, yes, we do have templates that people can uh, get access to. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense that uh, that a lot of things have been thought through by a lot of different people over time. Uh, now, it may need to be customized to my particular company, but the way that we do things is probably not entirely different from everybody else. So it just sort of seems to make sense to me. The thing with templates, usually, it's the most benefit is gotten when it's focused on a specific industry. So I give you an example. There is a, uh, um, I think there's a referral partner of ours that uh, focuses on on basically uh, restaurants or whatever, right? So uh, because this person works with a lot of restaurants, they are able to say, okay, across the board, every time I'm working with a restaurant, and I'm a, I'm a process consultant for them. This is what uh, the, the kind of procedures, the processes, the policies that they usually have, right? And so from an industry-specific standpoint, when that person uh, is able to document uh, procedures and processes for this restaurant client they're working with, most likely it's going to be the same for another restaurant client that they're working with. And so the restaurant clients, when they sign up for our software and they get access to his templates, they can be able to hit the ground running and be able to tweak those templates to match their own needs. But it usually is better when it's industry-specific. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. I'm totally, totally uh, with you on that. And and this... Um... This applies to companies typically that are 20, 25 people. I mean, a little bit larger companies that are really ready to start really a full documentation process. And, and this is just an ongoing process. It's not like you sit down for a weekend, you do it and it's over. It's This is the kind of thing that it just it just goes on and on and on, right? And things are always getting better. Yeah. And, and the reality is that, I mean, for the most part, you will say it applies to these companies that have you know 20 or more employees because at this stage... They figured out, like I said earlier before the call, they figured out their sales and marketing, and now they're really trying to figure out how to uh, scale operations and make sure that they're delivering the output to their customer at the at, at, the, at the clip they want it to be, at the, the standard level. So now you need to have, for the things you cannot automate, you need to make sure that there's procedures in place so that people who are doing the work follow the instructions and get to deliver the results the way you want. But in the beginning stages where people have less, you know, less than uh, 10 employees, five or less, at that point, usually their issue is really not figuring out operations. It's really more about figuring out to get customers in at the, you know, and figuring out to get sales. So they don't tend to focus too much on the, uh, the production or operation side of things, but that doesn't stop a company at that stage from actually documenting stuff. I would say it's even better if you start the mindset from the very beginning. Once you find out as a small business owner that you're doing a lot of things yourself over and over again, just start documenting it so that at the time you're ready to start having people come and take over, you're not starting to think of it then. You already started it from the very beginning and you have these documents in place, even though initially it's you who is following the documents yourself to get the work done. But now as you're scaling, you have these documents already existing, onboarding becomes easier. Employees, the new employees you're bringing in can follow these documents that you've, you already have in place. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would imagine that the hardest uh, first step for any company would be for the owner, the original owner, 
to get this process started. Once it's started, uh, you know, people that work for the company managers, those kinds of people who've worked in other companies, they're used to this sort of thing. They probably like this sort of thing and they want to do more of it. So I, I would imagine that uh, it gets easier over time. So one trick that I've seen that people use to make sure they don't keep getting asked the same question over and over again is when someone asks you the question, oh, have you checked Sweet Process, for instance, like if, if you're using a software like ours, it then begins to send a trigger to everybody that, okay, before I go ask my manager a question, if I go ask my boss a question, we got to go check that repository that we have, the tool we use that stores everything. And now that culture is being built. You send that trigger into people's mind. Every time they want to look for something, they go look into the software repository and see, oh, do, oh, do we have this procedure in there? And they go check it. They don't have it in there. Now that sends an opportunity for them to say, okay, we don't have this in there. I checked already. Okay, manager or boss, we need something. Okay, go in there and start documenting it yourself. We can improve upon it uh, from there. So that's kind of a, a, a hack to make sure that you're not always being asked the same question over and over again. But on top of that, it's an opportunity so that when they go into the software and they don't see the document, they can start the process of creating it and you can go in there and improve upon what they've done. Uh, yeah. They've yeah, you know what I, what I really like about this? I, I like the idea that it involves... Uh, it involves everybody at every level of the team that, you know, everybody, no matter whether you're brand new or otherwise uh, can contribute to this project uh, in some material way. And, and that's, that's an unusual thing that, that, you know, that a beginner at a company who's doing early stage steps, whatever can contribute to a process because they're the ones that are in the weeds doing the process. So uh, kind of a, kind of an interesting approach. Yeah. Um, is, whatever else you want me to cover, I, I'm glad to go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, listen, the, uh, the theme of our show, the promise of our show is, is, is the inside track, the, the best, fastest and shortest way to get something done. Uh, this is absolutely the best, fastest and shortest way to get, you know, documentation, process development, documentation development uh, done, whether it's uh, your software or another software, although your software, it sounds really fascinating. And I want to check it out. But when people deliver on the promise of the show, we call those people advantage players. And uh, you're an advantage player because you delivered on the promise. And I certainly uh, appreciate you sharing what you know about uh, developing processes and the importance of it. And I can just tell you from the money business that uh, if you don't uh, have these kinds of processes, your companies are worth less. Thanks, so Joe. Be that worth more and you know, follow Owen uh, you know, if that makes some sense to you. So thanks for being on our show. So let me leave the uh, the listeners with a tip because uh, I've shown you how to do it on your own, but sometimes it might be that you want to actually see something. So I said this earlier, I'm going to offer you guys uh, templates uh, uh, of standard operating procedures. So about 52 of them. To get access to this, go to sweetprocess.com forward slash PFTI. So sweet as in candy, process as in process, sweetprocess.com forward slash PFTI, which is short for profit from the inside. All right. Well, listen, that, uh, that'll be just awesome in there. And, and they'll get templates in different ways to kind of think about how these processes work. Yes. So yeah. they get a, a bunch of templates and they can go ahead and tweak it and uh, improve it from there. Well, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be the first one to download it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I got to take a look at it. Cause I could, uh, I could use a few more processes in my life. So listen, man, thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate having you and we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joe Block. 
For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a huge thanks to our podcast show producer, David Wolf, and the team at Audavita Studios. Profit from the inside wouldn't be possible without these wonderful professionals. To learn more or to find out how you can launch and produce your own podcast show, reach out to www.audavita.com. That's A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.